You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Broncos country. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. Touchdown Denver. All right, guys, we're back from that quick break. And Nick, let's dive into a little bit of the defense before we head out of here. Um, we've talked all offense today, but I thought the defense was maybe the story of the game because uh, if you had told me that the Broncos were going to score 23 points today, I would have said, oh, they won. They, they won the game because uh, I, I trusted this defense to get the stops they needed, maybe get some turnovers. Uh, and I definitely did not expect them to give up 212 yards on the ground, which, uh, Nick, I don't know if you know this, that's the most yards they've given up on the ground uh, since the Eagles uh, week 10 last year. They had 216 yards. Uh, last year the Eagles did against the Broncos. So uh, what went wrong with this defense today, Nick? Because they looked so good through three games. Bradley Chubb claimed that they were the best defense in the league after beating the 49ers. Uh, And then today they just kind of put out a stinker, it felt like. You know, it seemed like uh, the same old story against the Raiders and Josh Jacobs, man. I mean, 144 yards on the ground. And in my years playing, I I played for some great coaches, but they would always get upset when we would give up so many yards on the ground because the way they looked at it, it was like mano a mano. That means you know they're going to run the ball and they're going to punch you in the mouth. And that's exactly what they did to the Broncos' defense. They punched them in the mouth, and the Broncos never responded. And when you look at the game, it was a bunch of missed tackles and guys overrunning the ball and being out of position. And We've never seen this defense so far this season, George, play this particular way, but it, for some reason, I don't care who's the defensive coordinator, they are constantly struggling against the Raiders on the ground. And I get it. The Raiders, were their backs were against the wall. Totally understand. But when you know that your opponent is going to run the ball, then you have to man up, get off blocks, and make tackles. Because Devontae Adams, even though he went for more, uh, he went over 100 yards in the game, he wasn't the biggest factor. It was stopping no. Josh Jacobs. I mean, it, which is hard to believe but they just couldn't get it done. Yeah, I thought Josie Jewell had a rough game. Um, you know, I, I'll have to go back and rewatch it, but it felt like he missed some tackles here and there. Now, it felt like Kareem Jackson missed a couple tackles here and there as well. It, it felt like a lot of guys missed some tackles. I mean, there were several times that they had the guy, you know, at the line of scrimmage or behind the line, and he broke free for five or six more yards. And those type of things can't happen. Or they would break, a, you know, a 10-yard gain, and all of a sudden it's a 20-yard gain. Um, and those type of things can't happen. The other part too, Nick, Derek Carr had 40 yards rushing. I mean, there were several, you know, breakdowns where he was able to escape the pocket on, on third down or second and long or whatever it was, uh, and run for a first down. And and I was a little bit surprised by that because that seemed like a, a little bit of a lapse of containment. Uh, we also just didn't see Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory, Randy Gregory obviously left the game 
uh, with a knee injury as well. He, he said in the locker room, by the way, um, that he is feeling good and that he's hopeful that it's not anything serious. He wasn't on crutches like Javante was. So that's, that's good news. But I wanted to say that Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory, they didn't seem to be as, uh, as impactful today in terms of getting after the quarterback, making those type of plays that we've seen in, in the previous game. So I think it was just a combination of, of all those things. If anybody played great today, I thought Pat Sertan played well on Devonte Adams, um, you know, had a couple pass breakups, including one in the end zone on that first drive. So, he played well, but I thought the rest of the defense, it just didn't seem like guys were were making the plays that we had seen them make previously. Yeah, I agree with you, uh, George. PS2 uh, just did those PS2 things. And during the game, I was uh, texting back and forth with, with Champ Bailey, and we were just talking about how good this kid is and how patient he is. And Champ said, you know what? He stays healthy. He's going to go down as one of the best corners to play the game. And I truly believe that. But the defense as a whole, they didn't play well. And you brought up something that was really interesting. You know, on those Derek Carr scrambles, you can't do uh, everything to stop these quarterbacks that are mobile in today's game. You can't say, well, hey, going into this game, well, Carr is that great on the ground, so we're going to have to kind of put a spy in there to to stop him from getting those extra yards. No, you're not going to do that. But the problem was contained. The Broncos continued to rush up the field and didn't retrace their steps. And when they did that, they they opened the chasm for Derek Carr to find the crease and run down the field, sort of like what Russell Wilson was able to do against the, the Raiders uh, defense. So it, it was kind of a disappointing uh, day for me. That's why, you know, my voice sounds like this because I was just yelling so much because as a de- defensive uh, player and a coach, I get really upset when, you know, as a defense, a team runs the ball on you. That, that's one of the things that, I feel as though they should never be able to do against you because it's like mono and mono and can they move another man off the, off his block, or off his space? And then if it's an open space tackle, can you get downhill and you make the tackle? And there was too many guys just kind of, once again, not playing with the proper leverage and there's just kind of diving and, and just kind of block tackling. And what I mean by block tackling, George, means that I'm going to run down towards you and I'm just going to throw my shoulder into you instead of wrapping you up. It was too much of that. And that led to those yards after contact for Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I, definitely. A, a slight flex, by the way, saying that you're texting Champ Bailey during the game. Uh, no, <laughs> no, wait, no, no big deal. What? <laughs> Wait a minute, you want me to lie? Wait, listen, we're talking about PS2. I'm just trying to tell you what, what actually happened. No, I know. I'm just saying it's, you know, no big deal. You're just texting like a Hall of Famer during the game. Uh, but uh, I do want to know, Nick, uh, you, you said your voice is gone. Uh, what, what was What moment of the game did you scream the most? Well, the one that I screamed the most when, first I was cheering when Melvin got the ball, and then I was screaming when I started fumble the ball. So that's where it all started, George. And I was like, man, this is going to be a bad day. I even took my cap and threw it on the ground like it, like I was uh, Steve Spurrier. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, that Melvin play was so, um, I guess funny is not the right word, but I had just mentioned previously to the people sitting next to me, I said, I don't think Melvin's been in the game all game. Then he comes in, he gets a carry. And it looked like, you know, I, I already put my head down. I was starting to type like, oh, Melvin Gordon gets his first carry, good it was like an eight yard, 10 yard rush. It looked like a really good run. Uh, and then of course I look up and the Raiders have the ball running down the sideline. So I'm like, well, that didn't, that didn't go as planned. So See, that, that, that was, that was your fault. You put the bad uh, mojo out there. I know I jinxed yeah. it. I jinxed yes, it. Yes, come uh, on, George, you can't do that. <laughs> I know. I know Nick. All right, let's get into the final thing here. Uh, 
And it's it's a question that I feel like we've asked a couple times now in these post game podcasts. But is it time to hit the panic button? I feel like we're on the same page here. But are you anywhere near the panic button after that game? No, uh, and luckily, uh, you know, you're not talking to the masses in Broncos country because they would say yes. Uh, no, it's not time to hit the panic button. We're in week four. Uh, the biggest problem for this team was, hey, when was this offense going to come along? And this is the first time we, we've seen this offense actually show any signs of life and the moon balls that everyone was expecting Russell to throw when he first got here. Now he's throwing those moon balls and K.J. Hamlin was involved. We saw a couple of passes to Eric Salbert. Uh, Cortland Sutton was involved. So this is the best that we've seen this offense, you know, all season long. Do they still have a, a long way to go? Absolutely. I would like to see more creativity out of this offense, but I'm happy about that and I'm very optimistic. But at the same time, I mean, you can't take two steps forward and 16 steps backwards because we were thinking once the offense comes along and the defense follows suit and continues their work, now this team is going to be unstoppable. So the offense came to the party, but it seemed like the defense was left back here in the Mile High City. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not hitting the panic button. I, I, I've said it multiple times. It's it's week four. It's a 17-game schedule, right? Uh, you've got so much room to improve. I think where the biggest concern for me is, and, and I get it, the penalties are bad, and, and you want to get mad at the offense every once in a while because they stall or whatever, but I, I do still think that those things will get figured out. The biggest concern for me is the injuries, Nick. Uh, you start looking at some of the guys – that they're losing. And I get it. That's part of the NFL, right? You, every team's going to have injuries, but you look at even going back to training camp, losing Tim Patrick, right? Uh, that was a huge loss that I, I don't even know that we, we know how big of a loss that was uh, Javante Williams, right? If he's out for, for, for a while, I and mean, that's a massive, massive loss. Uh, you've got Justin Simmons on the defensive side of the ball. And now he's going to be back. Right. Uh, and, and I think that he'll help some of the defensive issues that you saw today, um, you know, just in terms of communication and him being back there. But, you know, I think that the injuries are starting to pile up. Randy Gregory, we don't know what his his length of time may be out. Maybe he's back Thursday night. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, but that's where my biggest concern lies right now. Uh, and if they continue to pile up, then you're really getting in a tough spot. So uh, that's that's my biggest concern with this team. I still think that the defense will figure it out. I think that they're talented on that side of the ball. They've shown us you know, in the other three games that they can be an elite defense. I think they just had some lapses today, right? They need to clean some things up fundamentally, uh, which is very fixable. And then the offense, like you said, and I said, I think they took a, a step in the right direction today. I know people are still mad uh, that they're not scoring even more points and that they were really bad in the third quarter. Uh, but you still have to walk away saying, well, maybe it's baby steps, right? They, they did move the ball. They scored more points than they have previously. Uh, Russell Wilson looked phenomenal today like it was not his fault that they lost today's game obviously so i do think there's some good things to take away but the injuries for me is, is where the biggest concern is well I, I agree with the injuries but i'm going to start on the offensive line you know we still haven't seen billy turner when we when will we see him i, I have no idea but uh if he is built up what to what they say that he is uh we could definitely use him on that right side of that uh, offensive line because uh, the one thing I know, I'll put it to you this way. Halloween season is, is upon us. And I don't think anything scares me more than the right side of that Broncos offensive line with Graham Glasgow and Cam Flemings. 
you know, those two guys scare me a lot because you don't know what they're going to do. And watching the game, there was an ET stunt that was ran and Max Crosby was involved in that. And it just seemed as though the lack of communication and skill set was there because he was able to come back inside and, and sack Russell. So the, from the injury standpoint, I, I hear what you're saying about everything else. All of that is perfect. But, but my biggest concern is that right side of that offensive line. Yeah, and, and I think that that's a really valid argument, Nick. We've now seen two weeks in a row where Cam Fleming has really struggled, obviously going up against two of the better pass rushers in the league when you talk about Nick Bosa uh, last week with the 49ers and then this week Max Crosby. And both those guys um, got the best of them several times. Now, I think Cam's done a nice job for what he's been asked to do, but he was never supposed to be the starting right tackle. He wasn't even supposed to be the backup right tackle, Nick. You People forget they didn't bring him in uh, until like partway through training camp because they thought Billy Turner was going to be the guy there. And then they thought Calvin Anderson would be the guy behind him. Uh, and so they need guys to step up. I mean, Calvin Anderson, you know, he could be seeing playing time soon if, if Cam Fleming doesn't get better. But clearly, maybe the trust isn't there right now. And then they need Quinn Miners to be healthy. I think that that loss was was bigger than we anticipated. Graham Glasgow is a nice player. He's been in the league for a long time. But Quinn Miners is playing really good football uh, before he hurt his hamstring. And he's a big help in the run game, obviously. And he's just a physical presence. And so I think that that's part of it, too, is is both those those guys, right guard and right tackle, neither one of them were supposed to be starters this year. And I think that we're starting to see the effects of that now, you know, four, week, four weeks in. Yeah, we definitely starting to see uh... – the results of those injuries. And it was every time someone brings up Quinn Miners and mention a hamstring, I'm always uh, dumbfounded, like, wait a minute, an offensive lineman pulling a hamstring? That cannot be correct, right? Because those yeah. guys never really run that fast and they don't really run that far. But Quinn Miners is an intricate part of this offense. And when he's in there, to me, he brings that, 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 that physicality that I, I really don't see that much with Graham Glasgow. And it just seemed as though he was one of those guys Quinn Miner, that, that is, he goes out and he sets the tempo. So it'll be great to see if he can come back. Hopefully, uh, maybe it's, if it's not this week, maybe uh, next week, but the Broncos will need to do something to shore up that right side of the offensive line. Yeah, and, and they will get uh, a couple guys back this week, or, or at least they're supposed to. I don't know if they'll end up playing because it is a short week, um, you know, with the Colts on Thursday night. But, you know, tight end Greg Dulcich, the rookie, uh, supposed to come off the injured reserve this week. Cornerback uh, Michael Ojemudia is another guy that's supposed to come up, and, and that's another spot that they're starting to get a little bit thin there in the secondary when you talk about, obviously, Justin being out. P.J. Locke got a concussion today on the opening kickoff, uh, so they definitely need some guys in that secondary as well. But we'll see you know, what guys are able to play. You know, Fingers crossed on, on good news um, for Javante and Randy, even though I, I don't expect good news on Javante at least. Um, but it seems like Randy was in good spirits post game. So I think that's a good sign, but um, we, we will definitely see, you know, what the injuries come out to be here in the next couple of days. It is a short week, Nick. Um, so I think we're recording again on, on Tuesday. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what our schedule shakes out to be. Um, but thanks to everyone for tuning into this episode of touchdown Denver. Make sure you guys like, and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, and we'll see you guys again later this week uh, to preview the Colts game on Thursday night.